Welcome everyone to the 12th fabulous episode of the Metabilis 2 podcast, where myself, Ben, and David, we're going to talk about the Daleks, of course, who were very much, in some ways, reinvigorated by their appearance on New Who. Yeah, well, so my recollection of the time leading up to the first series in 2005, uh-huh. that there was, there was quite a bit of question whether the Terranation estate would allow yeah. the Daleks back into Doctor Who. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Um, I remember reading or hearing Rob Sherman talk about whether or not. It's always funny <laughs> hearing Rob Sherman talk, actually. <laughs> yeah, there was always the question whether or not you have the Daleks in or not have the Daleks in. And then uh, he was uh, relaying an anecdote that he wasn't going to have the Daleks. And so it really was putting crimps on Rob Sherman because he was trying to adapt his big finish story, Jubilee. Which is an awesome big finish, but let's just plug Jubilee. Very, very good. Just listened mm-hmm. to that again recently. Love that one. Yeah, so he was trying to convert Jubilee into Dalek and without Dalek. So it was yeah. it was crushing. But Terry Nation Estate probably saw the dollar signs and said, okay, let's, let's bring the Daleks back with this Doctor Who thing. Which is BS, to be honest, because, I mean, the Daleks, they've been on postage stamps, you know. I mean, they were in commercials. Mm-hmm. So, like... The, the Terry Nation estate were basically holding out for more money and someone mm-hmm. gave them more money and, and they got it. So Yeah. yeah. And uh, cor- cor- correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I, as, far as, I, as far as I remember, the, the backup plan for, for the no Dalek situation is that, is that the Toclophane. And kind of thank, be... thank goodness for that, that that did never <laughs> your, happen. I your absolutely despise the Toclophane. <laughs> I like the Toclophane. I think oh, really it's cool. such, a, such a depressing... <laughs> Uh, future for humanity. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's the talker, right? They're like uh, little squeaky balls of, of human hate. heads whiz, whizzing around. <laughs> exactly. Talk yeah. Pain. Yeah. No. Anyway, um, so, so yeah, but luckily it wasn't the talker, it was It was the Dalek out of Dalek who was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a really good way of introducing the Dalek, I think. Mm-hmm. And Christopher Eccleston really cemented, I think, his legacy as the Ninth Doctor with the yeah. performance in the Van Staten's uh, lair face-to-face with the Dalek. He really and, sold it, yeah, mm-hmm. really, very well. Yep, yep, and yep. I think that was directed by Joe O'Hearn, and if Joe O'Hearn had directed, I think, Eccleston to begin with, you know, Christopher might have stayed stayed along another yep. se- second series. Yep. But, could be, as, could be. as you said, it worked out as it did, and we had David Tennant. But so, yep. but yep. Dalek is a really, really strong performance, and I think it did a lot with character development, both with Rose and for the Ninth Doctor. So, and with the Daleks as well, and actually, true. You know, I, they you truly made the Daleks threatening. Yeah, I'm. There's a couple of things I query, uh, and actually, you might be able to speak to this, David, better than I can. I, I query the the American setting seems a little bit unconvincing to me. Hmm. Um, I think I thought everyone's accents were a little bit like uh, those aren't very good American. It's it's Planet of the Perrys. <laughs> well, see, I'm just a horrible person to ask for American accents because I've lived in so many different places across right. the U.S. and I have a real hard time. I have a hard time picking up on accents, which is in some ways good. In other ways, it's it's horrible when you're trying to learn like a, a foreign language or something because right. I have, have a to- total tin ear when it comes to accents. So okay. the American accents may have been abysmal, but for me, they, that wasn't what stood out. My key takeaways from Dalek were, um, okay, we had the Cybermen helmet, which 
Woohoo! That was, that was awesome. <laughs> Invasion really happened, exactly. Right, so that was great. And then we had really brilliant scenes with Christopher Eccleston and yep. I guess acting against Nick Briggs as the Daleks. So that was mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really liked Rose's line in that final confrontation when the doctor had the big gun and Rose was standing in between it and the Dalek. And I thought that was a really good bit of character development and it really played up this post-traumatic stress of the ninth doctor who believed he had wiped out all of the Gallifreyans and the Daleks for and, eternity. And so. he, was, he was one he, that was mm-hmm. just accidentally landed on Earth. Another thing that slightly disappointed me, and this is only, it didn't really happen again, is that I really liked the midriff, where the Dalek gun and arm section mm-hmm. uh, has a 360-degree circle, which mm-hmm. at the time I was like, this is going to be awesome. Daleks are right. going to be able to like mul- target multiple directions, etc., etc., etc. Obviously, you know, that's a piece of CGI. It's not really a practical effect right. and they realized that it they really couldn't do that mm-hmm. every time a Dalek turned up and Daleks never really did that again mm-hmm. which is a shame because I thought that was actually a great innovation in yeah, terms good of, development for the Daleks yeah and yeah. it came as episode six in series one and I had not had any spoilers about that whole first series so my belief was okay we had our Dalek story for the year right and and then they came back and they came back but i had thought well if we see daleks again there's going to be the one-offs they're going to you know they really pumped up how devastating a single dalek could be and so we're going to see them on a small scale we're going to you know we've the rtd and company have sold us on the daleks as being this super devastating force with just one dalek and then we get bad wolf parting in a ways yeah. where we have hordes of Daleks, you know. <laughs> yeah, which which was great. I had avoided, um, the only spoiler I knew about Bad Wolf and Parting of the Ways was, of course, Christopher Eccleston leaving, but right. that actually really helped my uh, enjoyment of those two episodes because mm-hmm. I really believed that Rose had been killed. Um, ah, okay, okay. Uh, because I thought, well, okay, if they're, if they're regenerating the Doctor, then, yeah, they're maybe mm-hmm. they're assassinating a companion. Mm-hmm. I found those two episodes really mm-hmm. super compelling, and the Daleks were brilliantly evil. And we had like a mm-hmm. zillion of them, and it was a Dalek saucer. Mm-hmm. I thought the Emperor was a little again. You know, I'm old school. Um, I, whenever the Dalek Emperor isn't the big golden round-headed Dalek Emperor from the Century Twenty One comic strips, <laughs> I'm disappointed because <laughs> that's the Dalek Emperor I want to see. Right. And it's not Davros; it's the Dalek Emperor, and he has right. a big round golden head, and that's what he looks like. It was really refreshing that RTD held off bringing Davros in on that first series because yes, it did yes. let the Daleks stand on their own. It it really oh, so good. I think RTD did the Daleks the best of any of their return in New Who. That first series yeah. was really, really strong for the Daleks. And then at the cliffhanger for the end of Bad Wolf, when they're on Satellite 5 and the Dalek uh, approaching Rose and she wakes up horrified to see the Daleks. So it was a really good presentation of the Daleks. It really sold. Uh, you know, I... I I complained earlier in previous podcasts about killing off Linda with a Y. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it showed what utter Daleks bast- kill people. Yeah, yeah. It showed off what utter bastards the Daleks truly are. You know, they're bastards. <laughs> they're horrible. They're horrible, horrible creatures, and they've got no. You know, they they don't care. They they just they're just going to kill everybody. That's yeah, what they, they do. They do not so care about Linda with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
They're nasty. Ugh, Daleks. <laughs> um, yeah, so Triumph. Uh, you didn't like the design of the Dalek Emperor, though. No, I mean, I mean, he was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like it because what I wanted was the Century 21 right. round-headed golden Dalek Emperor, which is right. the best. Or alternatively, and I think this is what RTD was, was mainly getting at, was the kind of big, boomy-voiced uh, Dalek Emperor from Evil of the Daleks, which also would have been good as well. Um, but, you know. <laughs> the no-fighting-in-the-war-room Dalek <laughs> Emperor. <laughs> 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 the, str- the strange love Emperor, yes. So, what did you think of the take that the Dalek Emperor thought of himself as uh, the Dalek God? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think I think one of the one of the things I've liked about the new series take on the Daleks is that it's really it's really kind of taken. I mean, the Daleks are the most long. Well, I guess you know, Time Lords as well, but I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're one of the kind of long running threads. In fact, they're probably the longest-running thread in, in in Doctor Who because they they go all, they wind all the way back to '63. I always get the impression, or get that they really there is some understanding, certainly in the new in New Who, that the Daleks have a very long and complicated history, and right. there there is a there's certainly possible that at some point mm-hmm. in the millions of years that Daleks have been around. There was a Dalek emperor who thought he was a god. Yes, mm-hmm. perfect. Yep, and so it doesn't it doesn't spoil it for me, even though it's mm-hmm. kind of a slightly silly idea. But yeah, yeah, at some point the Daleks thought that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then they got defeated and had to build themselves back up again, and they forgot about that idea. Works works right. fine for me. Okay, it's interesting that this story, as well as the story in series three, was all about DNA. That uh, yeah. And I guess Dalek was all about DNA, that the Dalek Emperor had selected human DNA to edit and transform into Dalek DNA to rebuild the Dalek's race. Yeah, and just just a really nice callback to, you know, res- it's, it's, it's Resurrection, right? I always get the words ones mixed up. Damn, Sawad and... The, the, all having the, the R series, um, you know, when they're on tr- uh, the, the Tranquil Repose uh, Six Doctor Revelation. Revelation, that's the one, of mm-hmm. course. Um, you know, where where you know the Davros is using the DNA and the corpses of humans to rebuild a Dalek army. Perfect, lovely, mm-hmm. like it, like it a lot. A good ending for the Ninth yeah. Doctor. What did you think of uh, Rose's superpower? Yeah, yeah, it's well, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, I think people make a fuss about the kind of Deus Ex Machina. Thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, how else? <laughs> how else? You, I mean, you know, the Greeks had a word for it. It's it's how you resolve the drama, um, right. because you know uh, you've got to resolve it somehow. Otherwise, mm-hmm. the Daleks take over the universe and everyone dies, which is not the ending we want. So yeah, right. you know, and it made sense within the confines of the plot. And yeah, you know, mm-hmm. she's got some magic fairy mm-hmm. pixie dust that comes out of the TARDIS, mm-hmm. and she puts everything back together again. I mean, I think a nice spin-off from that is the immortality of Captain Jack, which is, I think, is a helpful thing. And there's some, mm. there's, that gets called back, you know, not only in Torchwood but also in the final episodes mm-hmm. of the of the next series. So you know, mm-hmm. fine, no problem with that at all. It showed Daleks as intelligent, plotting, scheming, conniving, which is one of the like hallmarks of the original Daleks. Yep. Daleks without Davros, it's one of the things that they do. They plot, they scheme, they manipulate. And it showed, again, their cleverness with engineering and science, that they could rebuild their species like that. So. Yeah, no, they're, they're super sneaky super scientists is what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Exactly, and we had a long break, almost a, a whole series before we saw the Daleks again. And well, the I guess it was a cliffhanger of Army of Ghosts. Army of Ghosts, uh, and, which, and again, I I had not spoiled myself for that, and I was mm-hmm. not expecting the uh, the the Daleks to appear from so, the right. Well, from we, the, we, we 
the Infinity the Pod. Void ship. The Void Ship. The Void Ship. <laughs> I'm going to call it the Infinity Pod. <laughs> the Infinity Pod. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was not expecting that, and it was like, oh, yeah, Daleks, cool. They're back mm-hmm. again. Um, and, that, and they're going to fight the Cybermen. Was, nice. Right, which was wish fulfillment for RTD. He always wanted the Cybermen and the Daleks to square off. Well, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want that? And, then that's, right. and that's another comic book thing. You know, I mean, there's the famous... Uh, I think a double cover for Doctor Who magazine from I think the early 90s which has Daleks and uh, Cybermen slugging it out in a big space war so yeah of mm-hmm. course you know and, and again you know uh, it's it's yeah why not let's let's, right. ma- okay. let's let's match them up I'm not a huge fan of the Cybus era Cybermen mm. uh, I think I don't know why there was a decision to make them from another dimension um, mm. uh, with a kind of Davros style creator um, Lumic, yeah, Lumic. You know, um, from, from Beyond the Grave, um, played by Trigger out of um, uh, um, uh, Only Fools and Horses, or that one, the vicar, or the guy from the Vicar of Dibley, which was a little bit of a disconnect. So I, I don't know why they did that. Um, but anyway, so so I was I was pleased, and I was very happy to see the Daleks treat the Cybus era Cybermen with the contempt that they deserve. It's not this is mm. not war. This is pest control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daleks. Yeah, you kill those Cybermen. Um, so yeah, yeah, good one. Liked liked it. Okay. Thought the uh, you know, and the resolution was was good enough. I thought really. I thought it was a perfect ending for Rose. Yeah, yeah, she gets only, trapped in another another dimension. Love it. Yeah. Only to be spoiled by the next appearance of the Daleks. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, no, not quite the next appearance. The next appearance of Rose and the Daleks, but in in between, we we take a little trip to New York. We do, which I I don't understand the hatred that hmm. the Daleks in, in New York has. I think it's pretty cool, actually. And um, well, let me try to explain that to you. Okay, okay. <laughs> you give me you give me the lowdown on those the Daleks I in think, Manhattan. Well, I think people have a problem with the dodgy accents, and I know I said I didn't have a problem with accents but the, i think enough people had a problem with the dodgy accents the right. Dogs of manhattan. right manhattan my personal dislike of the story it had nothing with do with the i am a human dalek mm-hmm. type uh it was dalek khan right yeah dalek khan. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah sec no dalek sec i think i think you're right i think it was dalek sec but uh what i didn't like is once again rtd and as humanoid animal creatures why have the pig slaves why not just have robo men why have the pig slaves i don't get the ending why the doctor can't restore laszlo's appearance and sort of like this is 1930s united states is you sh- are you sure that Lazlo and Tulula are really going to live happily ever after? Oh, they're going to join. This... They, they're going to join a Ray Bradbury style freak show, aren't they? You know, yeah. go touring the Midwest. It's the Pig Man and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So the ideas, I think, were good. I liked the idea of human Dalek. I would have, I would have liked to see the return of the human Dalek. Yeah. Okay. But that series got such a negative reaction, and I think right. Uh, the the anecdote I heard that Helen Rayner went on one of the forums, probably Outpost Gallifrey at the time, and read some of the reaction, and she said, you know, washed her hands. Wow, that really? I didn't know that. So she, yeah, so it was pretty pretty scathing uh, backlash okay. against it, and I think the ideas were this the same that they were building up with Dalek and then Badwell parting the ways that they're dealing with DNA and dealing with genetics and trying to have the race of the Daleks survive. And it 
played on those themes that RTD had established. And I thought the human Dalek makeup and was very mm-hmm, well mm-hmm, executed. Mm-hmm. So would it have worked if it took place in central London? I, I don't know. Was it the fact that RTD brought in his unimaginative pig animals like he had with, right. uh, World War Three or, or the yep. or the Jadoon. Would it have been better if they had Robo-Men or with the Moffat uh, Dalek eye stock coming out of the forehead? I don't know, but there was enough negatives on there with from the setting in New York with the second unit filming to Tallulah, I think, rubbed people the wrong way with the Pigmen there was enough things peripheral to the key story, which I thought was really good, that I think it didn't do as well with people. But for the actual human Dalek, I like that. I like that scene. Yeah, it was, and it was a nice kind of you know, you know, the Daleks. You know, ostensibly they have this kind of you know, racial purity thing, but you know, of course, like all fascists, they're massive hypocrites. And they go on and on about mm-hmm. being racially pure, but as soon as they got their backs against the wall, yes, you know they'll mix their DNA with humans to survive. Mm-hmm. Of course they will, because they're hypocrites. Um, which I which I liked. I thought, yeah, I mean the the setting in New York was like, well, why is this in New York? No one really seems to know. Um, it didn't really, mm-hmm. you know, this depression era. I mean, I guess the building of the Empire State Building with the big lightning conductor thing mm-hmm. that does something to do with the plot, I suppose. But you know, the spiky things all over. So I. I'm thinking it was supposed to be like a callback to Frankenstein with electricity. They wanted enough yeah. electrical jolt to cause a genetic fusion between human and Dalek sect. Yeah, I mean, here's, here's, here's something awesome. Let's get those German-speaking Daleks back again and set the Daleks Manhattan. Let's have, let's have, let's, let's have go full hammer and, you know, set the Daleks like in Frankenstein's castle, <laughs> um, you know, in Bavaria or in 1860 or something. But let me let me just let me just uh, repost on the pig slaves. I like the pig slaves. Well, I mean, again, it would have been awesome to have the Robo Man back again. And I think actually having Robo Men would have made better sense in terms of the Great Depression. And you right. could have had people kind of you know willingly kind of selling themselves into kind of Robo slavery you know, for money. Oh, you know, you could have done something there. The reason why I did like the pig slaves mm-hmm. is because again they show the kind of bastardy of Daleks. I mean, Daleks are like they are this this they're kind of sadistic and stupid like. Nazi doctors like well we can turn people into pigs or possibly pigs into people let's do it they're like kind of you mm-hmm. know Dr. Moreau mm-hmm. they're just like experimenting <laughs> on people because they're horrible creatures so I like that mm-hmm. I like that aspect but yes it was okay. a little bit unnecessary I don't know I do I think that ruined it <laughs> significantly for me I just didn't like the whole okay. concept uh, so well fair enough. I thought it showed a lack of imagination fair Fair dues, fair dues. Mm-hmm. So then we're, we're going to fast forward to um, Stone on Earth and Journey's End. So that that was the return of Martha and basically the whole yes, cast. Yes, everyone comes back, including Sarah Jane Smith and uh, Harriet Jones, um, to kind of beat the Daleks. Because mm-hmm. the Daleks, you know, um, in typical Dalek fashion, actually, have moved the Earth <laughs> across to the other side of the universe. Um, in order to create mm-hmm. some kind of special setup um, that allows them to manipulate uh, time and space to eliminate all, well, right. to destroy everything, basically. Oh, mm-hmm. at least that's what Davros wants. Right. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Yeah. The, the strong things about Journey's End was the, 
the reunion of all yeah. the R- the RTD callbacks to well, I guess Donna Noble's companion at the time, but Donna Noble. We had Rose yeah. Tyler. We had Martha Jones back. We had Jack Harkness. We had Sarah Jane Smith. We had, you know, we had everyone back. And I think I think you're right. I mean, I think the Daleks essentially in that two part are, are relegated to like you know who are the you vi- know we have to have some villains. Mm-hmm. Um, who are the best, who are the kind of, you know, our go-to standardized right. villains? Well, it's always got to be the Daleks. Uh, I, I liked having Davros back, even though bringing Davros back is, I think, is kind of a mistake because, you know, Jeremy Beach mm-hmm. does a, you know, really do- a stonkingly good performance as Davros. Right. But yeah, I think the Daleks were a little bit superfluous. They were monsters of the week. Right. Now. And that's really a weak outing, I think, for the Daleks. Even the Daleks were the ones who, quote, stole mm-hmm. Earth. I think it suffered from RTD's. I have to one up my previous season yeah, finale, yeah, yeah. and this is, you know, this was season four. He had now done. This was the fourth one, and it just. I I felt I still I th- I think RTD's weakest are, I have to have a really fun and but really crazy Christmas special, or I have to have this massive, never been bigger. The stakes are higher season finale and i think that's where he just kind of misses the shot or where he just comes up a little bit short or he gets a little bit too crazy and he can't can't tie things together and he had i think an excellent ending with rose going off into the rift and not to be seen again and i feel like he undid that ending by bringing rose back and really, if he wanted to do the callback to Rose, he should have done that with the end of time where he had that one scene with Rose, with um, David Tennant. They're meeting at New Year's and the doctor telling yeah. Rose, I think you're going to have a really great yeah. year or yeah. something like that. I think that would have been that would have been enough. It wouldn't have removed the tearjerker ending with Rose being separated from the doctor but we have the whole thing where the doctor gets shot by the Dalek and goes into this pseudo regeneration, and that gives an opening for Moffat to count it as a gen- regeneration right, right. in it. And then we have the clone doctor, and it's just uh, right. so it opens up a whole can of worms, and it coincides with the weakening of the Daleks by having Davros yeah, return. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a double whammy mm-hmm. in that season finale it it, it cheapens the Daleks to, like he said having the monster of the week and again I mean I, it, it kind of one-ups the, the previous season finale you know with the Daleks fighting the Cybermen on the streets of London because you have such a right. huge and again you know this it feeds into the whole kind of Moffat resetting of the universe thing and you kind of well you know obviously something's right. going to have to happen because everybody will remember the earth mm-hmm. being moved to the other side of the universe and Daleks right. killing everybody you know it's like it's it's you can't right. you, you have to do some kind of massive reset on you that. can't sweep that under the rug yeah and it was almost as if you know as you said RTD was kind of topping himself and topping himself and just really kind of smashing up the furniture <laughs> smashing up the furniture <laughs> In kind of preparation for him leaving, um, leaving the show in some ways, I thought a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he was doing like Tenant at the end of uh, end of time, touring and seeing his all creations. his yep. characters off. His creations off. I think it's kind of self indulgent, yeah. but it was okay. I think maybe the problem was Tenant decided not to leave after that, and instead, the so specials, we have the yeah. gap year of the four yeah. specials and. 
Anyway, we're getting off topic. Yeah, we sure are. We are not talking about the Daleks. We're not talking about the Daleks, because, of course, the next time the Daleks appear is Victory of the Daleks. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are two things wrong. Well, no, there are lots wrong. There's a lot wrong with the Victory of the Daleks, to be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. There is some things right with it. It's great to see Ian McNeese, who's an actor who I admire hugely, um, hamming it up as Winston Mm. Churchill. Not a convincing Winston Churchill at all. I am a little. I mean, well, I, I think, I think that the Winston Churchill of Ian McNeese is is another demonstration. If if we needed a demonstration, is that Doctor Who takes place in a really alternative universe from ours. Um, uh, lovely to see the Daleks sneaking around, uh, pretending that they're in the Second World War, as we touched last week. Mm-hmm. A criminal. Criminal missed missed opportunity opportunity. that they did not have machine guns instead of blasters, which would have been Mm -hmm. awesome. Because I think Gatiss, as you again you Mm -hmm. pointed out, was far too concerned about um, getting the Spitfires up into space, which was nonsense. I think he had two objectives. I think he had the idea of Spitfires in space. What a great visual image! What a great hook! Everyone loves Spitfires. And the other one is he wanted to play tribute to Power of the Daleks or lift from Power of the Daleks with the. We are your soldiers instead of I am your servant. I am your servant, exactly. And here's some tea. Would you like some tea? Tea serving Daleks. But, of course, that particular episode ends up with you know one of the greatest missteps in the Moffat canon of many missteps, which is the new Paradigm Daleks, which were billed mm. as being like bigger, better, badder, better than ever before Daleks, and just flopped like the worst possible mm-hmm. flop. And we've seen them trundle on screen kind of periodically since but they you know they drop those like a like the most awful mistakes right. that were. how that design ever got past the reviews that they should do of major redesigns of characters i have no mm-hmm. idea because that was basically the in a in a series which in a new series which has specialized in badly redesigning classic monsters that was just an excrescence um, <laughs> i don't I, I don't know how you feel about the new paradigm daleks but as you can probably tell i don't really care i ne- i didn't really care for them that much the teletubby daleks i i did not understand the need to redo them i did not get that at all and i think i mean i'll tell you what i i'm gonna tell you what i think about them um even more um one as again as i understand moffat had the idea that matt smith being a tall person he wanted him to be mm-hmm. able to look at daleks in the eye so you raise the height of the Dalek so that uh, the Doctor and the Daleks can face off eye to eye. But they I, could do it the same way they do it with Clara. They just stick the Dalek on a little cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> As I think we touched on last week, one of the genius things I think about the Daleks is that the Daleks are shorter than everybody. Mm-hmm. And like Napoleon or Adolf Hitler or Genghis Khan or Hitler. Or Santarans. Or the Santarans <laughs> or Attila the Hun, they have an inferiority complex about being shorter than everybody. And that's mm-hmm. what makes them mad and that's what makes them angry and that's what makes them Nazis. So there's absolutely no need to make them taller. We already know from Dalek that they can take anyone on. So that's mm-hmm. that's stupid. I think the main reason why they did that Dalek redesign is they were looking for a way to mass produce Daleks. So uh, as far again, as far as I understand it, your, re- your, your original Dalek redesign um, in the RTD era had a similar, relatively complex construction of the prop um, from hmm. you know faceted panels of, of MDA. Right. Um, the beauty of the new paradigm Daleks is they were vac formed from high impact plastic, much in the same way that you make a you know you make a trash bin or something. So it's <laughs> like it's a durable. <laughs> thick plastic and you right. basically once you've got 
the form in the machine, you can just churn these things out and you can make as many of them as you want. And I think that's mm -hmm. what they were trying to do. It's like, how do we get a Dalek that we can mass produce? Right. But, you know, as a design, you know, had that awful kind of bustle at the back, which made us look as though they were sticking their asses out like a, you know, like a Jane Austen mm -hmm. heroine, mm -hmm. which again, as I understood, the idea was is... The, uh, the, the gun and the sucker arm would kind of slide round the center section and go back into the bustle at the back and then other things would kind of come up the slide right. and, and swoop round. Never happened. Because mm -hmm. again, they realized that, that would, that's a compl either a complex piece of machinery mm -hmm. or a complex piece of CGI. Just, mm -hmm. just a waste of everyone's time. Perhaps. I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 as, you, as, you, as you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pretty, uh, not obsessive, but reasonably uh, keen action figure collection. <laughs> I would not collect. I would not have those Dalek paradigms. You didn't get all five colors and no. have them lined up. It, uh, no way. I mean, if I would have got them, I would have then got them and then opened them and then set them on fire. I hated them that much. So yes, they they have not graced my collection. But we did have a good Dalek design in that story with the Ironside Daleks. I thought that was really good. And I have an Ironside Dalek. Out. The Ironside Dalek is great. Yeah, as I said, the only problem with the Ironside Dalek with a little Union Jack on his forehead is that he doesn't have a machine gun. But you know. mm -hmm. Did they release a uh, Death of the Daleks Dalek that you oh, can yeah. swap out? Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah, you I, could. I have one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I had, were I more obsessive than I am, I might try and do that. But actually, what I'd really like to do is get a scale like a Maxim gun or something like that, like a, you know, an, like a, a kind of a period appropriate big thick machine gun and use that. Right. I mean, you'd have to work out how the belts, how they would have to be fed from a can rather than a belt mm -hmm. or something. But yeah, you know, but that's for. Maybe that's from when I'm fully retired and I can make oh, little, little when you, when you become showrunner, you can you can go back and revisit that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so when do our Daleks next appear? That's that, that's my question. They had a brief cameo in Wedding of River Song. They do. Yes, yes. An uh, almost unmemorable cameo. Yeah, one that we've basically almost forgotten, but they are yeah. there, and yeah, you know, I guess you have to have them. You have to have them and somehow. And so. I guess they were had to be there for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. Contractual Moffat... reasons. Contractual reasons. <laughs> the Daleks just walk off unless you unless walk off set unless you include them every series. <laughs> They're very uh, very touchy. So like sad. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Um, yeah. Then the next one is Asylum, which again I think. Well, did we did we skip over one? Now, weren't they in the Pandora Big Bang? Do we just ju leapfrog over them? I think yeah. I think that they're jostling in the background, aren't they? <laughs> so they had there was that crazy was there like, was a wooden Dalek or a stone Dalek stone, or something stone new paradigm Dalek. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is basically a a prop like sprayed gray with kind of mm -hmm. grit thrown on it. Not but they had the Dalek. cameo of the Dalek floating up towards the attic window where amy was in i believe if memory is serving doesn't looking that... face to face was that no in that's in that's in waters of mars isn't it where the where the the, the space woman remembers the Daleks. oh yes okay yeah okay anyway yeah it's it, it, See, they all it all starts to run together and that's one of them that's one of my problems with new who for just my memory yeah. is for the classic series I, I imprinted on the individual stories a lot better. I found more rewatch in them than yes. I ever did with new Doctor Who. And I'm exactly the same. It's, there is very much a oneness. Yep. It could be that the series are meant to be watched as an arc, as a complete series, and not 
uh, one-off stories, that there's too many interconnecting pieces. So even, even in a story, like if we go back to series one, where we have pretty awesome telling of the a Dalek story, we have the introduction of Adam. Right. Which is, brings it on. So even as a one-off story, you have that continuity in that you're bringing into um, the next story, which was, the, was it the long game? The long I game, think. Yeah. 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 So yeah. they're not standalone stories. There's always something that would tie into the series arc. And just to kind of go totally wildly off tangent, you look at a story like uh, The Curse of the Black Spot. Right, right, right. You have the inner, that interjection of uh, Madame Kaverian yep. sliding through, and it's sort of like you, you can't escape the arc. Yeah. And that is one of the gifts, and I use that word lightly, that RTD put in the first series. We had the Bad Wolf arc, which was little more than RTD putting Bad Wolf in odd phrases or yeah, sign, yeah. signage and whatnot. But yeah. the, the idea that we had to have this overall series arc with a culminating into this big climactic ultimate final series finale, it it makes the individual stories less autonomous on their own. And it's harder for me to remember the individual details in a specific story when it's one long string of uh, incidents. I completely agree with you. And I think it reduces the amount of risk as well for the characters because that, you know, in some ways everyone's just kind of marking time before mm-hmm. we get to Madame Kavorin. I mean, talk about Deus Ex Machina, you know, okay, <laughs> there they are. We can actually mm-hmm. see it. Not like God isn't hiding in the machine. God is peeping out of the set going like, oh, mm-hmm. just look, here I am. You just gonna, I'm, I'm going to turn up at the end and mm-hmm. we're going to sort everything out. So yeah, I agree with you and it's hard to differentiate. You know, I don't mm-hmm. sort of differ- differentiate. You don't get that kind of visceral, okay. And I think actually, you know, when, when we start to move into the, the Capaldi era, mm-hmm. I think Moffat realizes that, that some of this has been an error and we do get stories that, you know, do try and kind of imprint themselves as being different right. from each other rather than just one big, long, sloppy, and let's face it, overly complicated plot, mm-hmm. which promises a lot and ends up being just really, actually really very confusing convoluted and contorted and i'm really really clever um uh, <laughs> but you know I, I even i was like losing the plot at various points during those so, those, those matt smith's years yeah yeah so skipping over the cameo in wedding and river song which is just not memorable for me at all i don't actually remember it so <laughs> it's in, in my case it's literally unmemorable <laughs> unmemorable because i don't so, remember it we get every Dalek known to the show in Asylum of the Daleks in one form or another. And again, we were promised that. I think there were other... I, I'm not sure that was every Dalek. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like I didn't the see Dalek any Rolikin part. Daleks. I didn't see Rolikins. <laughs> and I didn't see any Lewis Marks ones, the ones with like the silly the silly heads. Mm-hmm. I didn't see those mm-hmm. either. Uh, I, I like the Dalek Parliament. I thought that was cool. I think, the, I think it's great that at one period in their history, like Daleks thought, let's have a Parliament. That sounds good. <laughs> um, um, I thought that was kind of awesome. But again, you know, uh, ah, the Clara thing. And I think you and I, David, we could probably have a whole episode that would be really dull about how much we dislike Clara. But uh, I don't. Like, I don't dislike. I disliked her from I just, the very beginning. But anyway, I just do not like that Moffat decided that. This is rather than creating stories that show how important she is, we get 
story stat state how important yes, she is. Yes, it's it's. I mean, it's, it's it's a little different, I guess. It's it's like tell don't show the opposite of what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do in in, in any kind of drama. Anyways, so we have the idea of Clara and the Dalek, or mm-hmm. a version of Clara and the Dalek, and yeah. we see all the crazy Daleks, and it's was, it was basically an escape from the Dalek Asylum. Yep, yep. It's, Disappointed it's okay. also not to have any clams, actually. I was looking, I was, I was looking around <laughs> for clams, giant well, clams. He makes up for that with clam mines, right? That is true. That is true. That <laughs> Later, is true. so but the asylum of the Daleks was mainly seen as kind of a showcase of the Daleks, and beyond that, do we get we get anything really? We with don't. It? Get, we don't get a lot that's new, really, and in my opinion, um, in that one about, about we're, Daleks, we're introduced to the Dalek Eyestock controlled humans. Yeah, which I guess they're better than pig slaves, but they're still not as good as Robomen. So it's yeah, it's kind of like well, they're in, they're kind of in between the two. I don't know. It's it, it, it left me unfeeling. It's sort of like, eh, well, okay, I don't it was, really it care was, one way or another. I mean, you actually made the sound just then, which is the sound that I thought, which is the meh sound. Yeah, um, it's meh. Yeah, it was all right. I don't know. No, yeah, it was okay. Robomen were. I mean, I did, I'm not particularly you know big fan of Robomen, but I'm not. It's sort of like, uh, okay, well, of course the dogs are going to control humans because the dogs have so many limitations themselves. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And as we've talked about, that's one of the things that makes them great is the fact that they're... Right. And because they know how they are, and that's what Mm -hmm. makes them angry. So we have Asylum of the Dalek, which is a named Dalek story where it was made a big deal where the special weapons Dalek would return, and we'd see every Dalek in... In the show, and I think there is some really good creepy Dalek scenes. I never understood what the point of the special weapons Dalek was. To be honest, I'm not a big fan of the special weapons Dalek. I know a lot of people like to go on about him or it, but it's like, why is this one here anyway? So yeah, it was geared for teenage teenage boys well, <laughs> in the in the 80s. It had a big gun. Yeah, it's got a big, big. It's guns bigger than any 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 other creature. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think then we're we're on to we're on to day of the doctor. We're on to the fiftieth anniversary, aren't yes. we? Really, uh, an anniversary that's quickly approaching for myself. I'll have to say, <laughs> the retcon of the entire series up to that point. Exactly. Yeah, with in, involving the Daleks are doing what they've always threatened to do and which they should have done in invasion of time is they've they've invaded Gallifrey and we mm-hmm. we got to stop them yep in some way and i mm-hmm. again uh 50th anniversary uh that kind of all those interlocking stories uh i think there were some great parts i still really don't have a good understanding of exactly what was going on no nope. uh, i know Dalek's what... were involved Right. The one thing I really liked about the 50th anniversary special is probably my one takeaway was I really liked how Billy Piper played the moment. Yes, she did a good job. I'm often critical of Moffat's storytelling, but I thought that was a very, very clever, ingenious way of bringing Billy Piper back into the story. Yep. But not having her play Rose and having her have an impact. And I think she really had a starring role in that story. I think she was really, really key to my enjoyment, even more than, say, seeing Tennant back or Tom Baker playing the curator. I really liked Billy Piper as the moment. As for a Dalek story... It's not really a Dalek story. It's. I mean, it is a Dalek story in that 
it's the culmination of the time war, but we're not really interacting with the Daleks other than this is the overwhelming threat facing Gallifrey. They have to be stopped. Yeah. 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 No, yes, and again, yeah, they're 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 monster of the week, and they they may as well be the Vardens, um, <laughs> for all the um for all the all the kind of differentiation they have from any other killer monster mm-hmm. creature from outer space. In my and opinion, we didn't, yeah, and we didn't wait long. Uh, I guess moving off the day of the Daleks, the time of the Doctor, yep. where we had the Daleks again appearing, and I guess he was defending Christmas. Around yeah, he was defending Christmas against things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so I, you can tell by the by my tone of my voice, I'm not that impressed <laughs> with that activity. <laughs> Def- defending Christmas, yeah, against Daleks. Yeah, Daleks hate Christmas. Yeah, they're like Scrooge. You know, we we had that we had the Dalek puppets again with the little eye stock things, and yeah. I guess the the River Song esque uh, priestess Tasha. Yeah. Right, I wasn't the, impressed with her either. Sorry, I was whole, not impressed by any of that episode. At all. The whole, whole naked in church bit, and yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was, yeah, it didn't. It was a payoff that thought it was an amazing payoff, and I didn't mm-hmm. really find it that amazing. I don't know. It, did, it for a Dalek story, it really didn't have a lot of Dalek stuff, even though it was the regeneration energy that was there. Him standing with well, mm-hmm. regeneration energy shooting out from his fingertips to shoot down the Dalek ships and to sort of like, oh my god, you're trying to reset the series and now you're, you're giving regeneration power energy this much power? It's just, uh, or or the fact that now he's the 14th or the 13th incarnation or it's just... Uh, I'll have to I say, just... at, at, at that point, I was so desperate to get to the end of the Matt Smith era. I was like, <laughs> just, just go ahead and regenerate and do something. Go away. <laughs> Go away and do something else and bring us something new that is that I understand and is mm-hmm. not complicated like you are. Mm-hmm. I don't care that you're saving Christmas from Daleks and you're old all of a sudden and there's a wooden right. Cyberman <laughs> and and your friend is a Cyberhead and it's this, the right. town is called Christmas. Or is it the planet? Who cares? Nobody knows. Get on with it. The only is reason it? it's named Christmas is because it's the Christmas special. So Yeah, which... And we could, we could actually, we should do a podcast on Christmas specials because some of them have been great. Um, that was a crap one. Well, I think we should do that near Christmas time. Let's do that as a special Christmas episode. We can do the oh, nine specials of Christmas. The nine specials <laughs> of Christmas, exactly. So moving swiftly on away from the, the planet of called Christmas or whatever that town or wherever the hell it was. <laughs> Um, uh, Capaldi era, and we got into the Dalek. Good story. Where we go inside a Dalek. It was a good story. Um, it's directed mm-hmm. by Ben Wheatley, who mm-hmm. is one of my very favorite film directors at the moment. Okay. Um, it has it. It's got tires from Spaced. Um, <laughs> Michael Smiley is in it, and anything that's mm-hmm. got Michael Smiley in it is always astounding. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked more horror to go inside a Dalek again, as I keep on right. repeating one of the awesome things I think that I feel about the Dalek is they are psycho- mm-hmm. Daleks. They are psychologically complicated in that mm-hmm. they have an inf- immense amount of self-hatred and a huge inferiority complex. And I would have mm-hmm. liked that to have been more of the subject. But uh, again, you know, apart from the slightly unnecessary, and I think wasn't, wasn't this one of Moffat's themes for this that series or one of the things he was with missy about. poking her head in well there's that but then also like it's got to be like a some kind of movie you know well okay well this is going to be like the fantastic voyage 
I thought mm-hmm. that was obviously that's how the plot works, but still, anyway. Um, well, that's I mean, it's our. I thought that was fine, but it's not a standalone story. No, we have. No, we have an episode of Danny Pinkin. We have the unnecessary thing with uh, Journey Blue. Yep. Saying I don't like soldiers. It's sort of like what? Yep. Yep. But looking at the story, yep. I think it's a really good story that Phil Ford and Moffat put together yep. with going inside the Dalek. I thought it was a really interesting new idea. Yep. I thought it was pretty well executed. Yeah, there's a little bit of wonkiness how we're gonna hit the emotion circuits and whatnot to get the Dalek yeah. doing what the Dalek can do. I w- I w- again, I would have liked, again, when we're inside the Dalek, I maybe would have liked some callbacks to, to, you know, to Scaro and like where the Daleks mm-hmm. came from and mm-hmm. maybe some race memory of, you know, mm-hmm. the, the thousand year war between the Carlos and the Thals. Mm-hmm. I thought that would have been fun, but that's because mm-hmm. I'm a fan just in the same way that I would have preferred the miniaturization process to be less the fantastic voyage and more like the Invisible Enemy, um, mm. and you know some callbacks to the Bial. Yeah, you know, they could have they could they could have just said Bial Foundation once, mm-hmm. um, and I would have like been very very excited to hear that being said. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, or, or maybe well, someone maybe someone could have said con- <laughs> contact has been made. Um, yeah. That would have also <laughs> pleased me immensely. See, I I would uh, <laughs> really didn't care one way or another. It wasn't it wasn't heavy on my checklist. I thought that there was, was very of- heavy on my checklist. <laughs> Okay, so, well, that you you demand fan service. <laughs> I, it's easy to do. It's it's like pronouncing Metabilis correctly. Just say bye, Al, and contact has been made, and I will like the entire thing, no matter how crap it might be. You, those are the only two things you have to do, and then I'm happy. <laughs> easy to please. So it, it sets up two things for this series. Yeah. It's sort of like, okay, now the doctor doesn't like soldiers, and this Apparently. I don't know if this is a projection thing on Danny Pink or whatever. Didn't yeah. didn't want Jer- no Journey Blue right. as a companion to upstage Clara. But we end with Rusty, the so-called good Dalek, who yes. declares death death to the Daleks. There's your callback. At uh, the okay, end. that's good. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> yes, he's like, yes, exactly. But okay, good. There there is a loose thread that's just waiting to be picked up and woven back into the storyline. What what was Rusty's fate? Is there now a Dalek civil war in the new series that we are going to see? Good Daleks versus bad, bad, bad Daleks. Yep. yep. Right. Well, or, I mean... You know, uh, that would be certainly a twist to have the Doctor encountering really good Daleks. I think that would turn the relationship on its head it would really cause the doctor to question things well i think as as fans of the the doctor who uh, magazine comic strip will will already be shouting at their podcast devices right now the doctor has of course in, has has encountered um the eighth doctor has encountered good daleks in children of the revolution Hmm, um, okay. where uh, he discovers um, actually descendants of, of some of the Daleks who were had the human factor, the human factor implanted within them in Evil of the Daleks, mm-hmm. um, uh, escaped in some way that I quite fail to recall at this point, and mm-hmm. now live under the ocean. The void ship, I think, they left in. That's it. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and they are, again, it was a comic strip written by um, Scott Gray, that's it. And illustrated by Lee Sullivan, who's one of my favorite um, Doctor Who comic strip illustrators. And uh, yeah, and that was it's it's well worth seeking out. Children of the Revolution in one of the collected volumes. I can't actually see because it's on the other side of the room, um, but well worth reading. And uh, yes, they are they are good Daleks. 
um, okay. who who actually I think end up having to fight bad Daleks. Um, so I think that would be a good thing yeah. to bring into the television series. I, I, th- I think it is. Yeah, Dalek Omega. Mm-hmm. I think he's head of the good Daleks. So we have we have Rusty. Yep. AKA Dalek Omega. Mm-hmm. Who could stand to make a return? He could. Yeah, he could. Oh, or she. He or she. It we could do. be. We don't know. It could be a girl Dalek. Yes, <laughs> let's not be sexist. Coming up towards the end of the Daleks, and we we talked about this this series quite a bit, or this this set of stories with uh, Missy, yeah, the mission, come, Magician's we, Apprentice and Witch is Familiar. We cover that in our master discussion, which I think it's great to have Julian Bleach back uh, mm-hmm. as Davros because he's a really good actor. It's a down, it it's a, a downer g- to have Davros back because uh, he kind of downplays the Daleks. But it is a good Davros. It story. is a good Davros, and he shows you know. And again, I I I hadn't spoiled myself. I genuinely believe that Davros or Davros was contrite, and right. uh, and then when he discovers no, he's just being Davros again. What? Whoa! <laughs> who, th- who who thought that was going to happen? I didn't thought, think that was going to happen, but there it does. And then you know the the weird man who's made of snakes. And then, of course, mm-hmm. the snakes end up being a thing. So, yeah, it was pretty good. Right. It was pretty good. I'm not sure how much he told us about Daleks. Well, Moffat did introduce something I think was really good, that Daleks really don't die. They go into the sewers and they just kind of degenerate. I thought that was a good introduction. Dalek mush, yeah. He explained the clam mines. Or yeah, clam gets, gets explained. And and the sewers in that w- we saw in Genesis. So I think yeah. all in all, it was a pretty good introduction of some new bits into the Dalekness, both inside the Dalek and yeah. with the Magician's Apprentice, which is familiar. They really introduced, I think, some new elements into our understanding of the Daleks. And uh, uh, you know, having the idea of Clara being trapped in, you know, everyone gets inside a, a Dalek all the time. You know, it's like it's a standard way of like sneaking around um, and uh, mm-hmm. infiltrating right. kind of Dalek bases that you you open up the top of the Dalek, you take a tiny little Dalek mutant out, and then you fit an entirely giant human being inside. Always works mm-hmm. well, but anyway. So having Clara inside, well, Clara. Well, Clara is pretty. She small, is tiny. So. Yeah, she's kind of she's kind of squashes down very much like a, a Slitheen <laughs> might do. But I th- it was great to have her inside the Dalek and not be able to talk in particular ways because, as we know from Genesis of the Daleks, there are certain concepts and certain words that mm-hmm. express those concepts that Daleks are literally mm-hmm. unable to express. Um, and I thought right. that was very nicely set out where, where yes. Missy is trying to trick the Doctor into killing this Dalek because she knows that Dalek can never, can actually, can't actually say what it mm-hmm. really is, which is Clara. Right. Yeah. Nicely done. It was a good one. Nicely done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And apart from, apart from, yeah, apart from Missy having to be like dressed like Mary Poppins, <laughs> that was, that, I, I enjoyed that. Yes. <laughs> Daleks. <laughs> Daleks are awesome. <laughs> And that's that's where we've been left with the Daleks. I think it's probably about two hours yeah. now we've spent talking about the Daleks. Yeah, well, this hour well, and the previous well one. deserved. Have you have you reassessed your opinion of the Daleks, David? Do you still think they're not that good, or have you decided that they're actually awesome? They're they're wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's they the Daleks, Daleks. The Daleks are an integral part of Doctor Who, and without the Daleks, we wouldn't have Doctor Who as we know it yes. today. It would have been over in 1964 after one series run. And I think we owe a lot of thanks to the Daleks, even though they are utter bastards and pretty they are, pretty they nasty are. time travel. They're very nasty pieces yes. of work. Time time traveling, yeah, they're bub- bubbling lumps of hate mm-hmm. is what they are. And, um, but we love them. Yep. We love them and, for it. We love them. I, I really think they are a, a, a genuine British invention. You would not have gotten that coming out of any other culture at the time. 
I think you are entirely correct. Um, I had to really prevent myself, physically prevent myself from buying the Union, the celebratory Union Jack <laughs> bedecked Dalek that I think they released for the 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's, it looked awesome, but it was it was the wrong size. It didn't actually, it's a different it scale. To all three and a half inch. My <laughs> Yeah, so it's so anyway. So, but yeah, you know, the Daleks, mm-hmm. they are, there's, there's British, sure. just, you know, fish and chips and the Queen. Yeah, you look what the Americans did, and it's all Romulans and Klingons and it's other humanoids. So, for a Bullsy. nemesis race to have these mini, mini short tanks, psychologically damaged tanks that they turned out to be, is That's... really, really a very good idea. Yep. Excellent. So, we I, like them. Hats off to Terry Nation and Ray Cusack for coming up with the original ideas and for Verity Lambert for greenlining the original production. Bullsy, gutsy, great move. Yep. The Terry Nation estate for gracing their presence and allowing them to... (laughs) For letting us use them all these years. And long may they continue to do that. Long may they continue to reign. And he's he's lived well off of that, our Terry Nation has. has. He lived and he died well on on Dalek Dalek money. If only, I don't know, gosh, maybe we could do again a spin-off podcast on the Terry Nation plans for Daleks in the Dalek TV series in the United mm-hmm. States. Um, we could have a spin through my collection of Dalek annuals, um, <laughs> which I can see again from the other side of the room. We could talk about Daleks in comic strips. Um, uh, Daleks, 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 Daleks. In your Who Emporium. <laughs> my Who, my Who Shrine. My Shrine to the Who. My Who Shrine. Anyway, Daleks, yep. All right, so let's wrap it up. Good. All right, you've been listening to The Metabilis 2 with David and Ben, and have a good evening. A very good evening to you all, and um, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Metabilis 2 podcast. You can reach us with email at metabilis2, as a number 2, at gmail.com or on Twitter at metabilis2. And again, that's a number 2. Hope to hear from you. Bye.